Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Welcome to the show, everybody. Seth and Sean Sports Radio. Seth Kamen's somewhere, and Sean Palmer here. We're here on the Tuesday night. Yankees, Houston on the TV right now. They are in the sixth inning, 0-0. Men on, I believe it is just second base. I don't know how they got there. Reddick's on second base. Oh, Reddick's on first. There is somebody on second. I'm not exactly sure who that is. David Robinson just came into the game. Jose Altuve up at the plate. If you are an Astros fan, this is the guy that you want. You want the MVP up with nobody out. Two on. They just let go of Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray left the game, and he has given up, surprisingly, no runs in 21 innings of playoff baseball. That's an incredible stat. No runs in 21 innings. And we'll get to some different stats as the day goes on, as the show goes on. It looks like Seth has just joined. Seth, were you watching a little bit too much of the Yankee game? No, I was too busy uh, playing with my son. So I, okay. and I was That's calling fair. in to host the same time you were. But I do have the game on. Yeah. I got the little man next to me. And watch okay, so, great get taken so, out with one after winning up one hit in five innings a little discouraging. But understand. Right. Well we just said the first time uh he has not given up a run in twenty one innings of playoff baseball, which is kind of impressive. Before we get to the baseball oh, Altuve, nope. Before we get to the baseball, I think there's one thing that we must, must talk about, and here it is. <laughs> Enjoy. Um, for one night, you were the bell of the ball. 
defeating number two. Wait Clemson. a second. Uh, Wait a second. Do you need to follow Syracuse college football, or do you just need to follow college football well, to know what happened said, on for Friday what, night? For, for one night, you were the bell of the ball. Nationally. For the whole weekend. For the whole weekend, we were the bell of the ball. We're still well, the bell of the were, ball. Well, it, 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 what, it, what this game explained was two things. Number one, you have an awful theme song. And number two, Dino <laughs> Babers will be the head coach of will be the head coach of Tennessee by the end of the year. Um, no, in, no, 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 no. Do you think he's staying? No. Uh, look, you don't if think he's, he's going, if he's going, he's not going to Tennessee. Apparently, they're already they're already reaching out. So we'll see what happens. I'm after sure Alabama beats, beats Rocky Top by about eighty this weekend. So, but no, it, but it, look, this is your weekend. Enjoy, you know, bask in the glow of beating the defending national champion and the consensus number two team in the country. In all seriousness, all credit to you guys. Nobody saw this one coming. Nope, not even me. In fact, many of my friends had said, why are we going to go out to a bar when we're going to get destroyed by 30? I think the spread was 23 and a half. I mean, it was it ridiculous. Was on the road. I mean, yeah. it has been a, no, at a all. year. No, I mean, Clemson was on the road. Uh, Syracuse was at home. Yeah. It, is, yeah. it has been a season of many big spreads going the way, of, go, pretty much just being broken. Going Oklahoma, kaput. Iowa State. Yeah, Washington State, Cal, uh, Washington, Arizona State. There have been a few of these, uh, but no upset probably bigger than this. Well, and, let me ask you, Seth. You you guys you guys could be the bell of the ball this week. You're you're at I believe you're at Wisconsin, number five Wisconsin. The spread's got to be somewhere like fifteen to twenty. You got a shot? There's what? No, we're in our fourth wideout. Fourth, we are fourth quarterback <laughs> this year. Sorry, I'm just mixing up football teams, which explains my season as a whole. Um, no, we're on our fourth quarterback. We're debating. We're going back and forth between our third and fourth quarterbacks. There's not much you can. You know, we had off to a great start with our second quarterback, our rookie, our, our freshman, Kasim Hill. He tears his ACL. Yeah, rookie, I know. And you know, it's kind of gone downhill since. We there's only so many things one can survive and. Losing your top couple quarterbacks is not one of them. Okay, that's fair. So, all right. So, let's take this as it lies. So, so Syracuse beats Clemson with a banged-up quarterback and then a second-string quarterback. And, look, I really thought that they had the game until the quarterback actually went out of the game. And Dino Baber said it best. He goes, Look, we knew what that starter could do. When that second quarterback came in, he brought a new element, the running game, which the which the starting quarterback did not. So, yeah, Jake, I get you. I'm with you, man. But the fact is, is I don't think Clemson was that good. I'm not sure if it's a one-game thing. I don't watch a lot as much college football as you do. But, look, the ACC has a number of good teams. In fact, Syracuse goes to one of them this week in going to Miami. Is it that the ACC is good, or is it that 
Clemson's just overrated, and Alabama is on a spectrum that nobody's on. I think it's a combination of a couple of these things. Um, the ACC is very good. You look okay. at my, Miami is rejuvenated. Florida State is having a down year, but are solid. Um, you know, they're, it's a, Virginia Tech is a good team. You know, they're a good league. They're not – yeah, they're not – well, I mean, they're not the Pac-10 probably. I don't know who you would consider the best conference this year, maybe the Big Ten, but they're solid. Um, Clemson is good. They're, the impressive part wasn't, their, wasn't the offense – holding the offense down. The impressive part – oh, damn it. Was the, as Houston yep. takes the lead, it looks like it's going to be 2-0 at, at a minimum, uh, potentially 3. Oh. Uh, Go Orange! All right, so it's going to be Uh, 3-0. 3-0 with a rundown at second and third. Uh, Two outs. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think I'm ahead of you. Oh, right. So 3-0 with bases clear. Uh, Again, Marlon Gutierrez. Oh, no, that's Yaskil Gutierrez. No, that's Yuri Guriel. I don't yeah, brings oh, in three. Ah, uh, go orange! I'm all about going orange this week. But okay, as this you were week? saying, so Clemson. Well, every week, but more more, more to impressive the, when they play Clemson the Yankees. Scoring, more impressive, Clemson scoring thirty or letting up Syracuse scoring thirty than holding Clemson. What? To twenty-four. I mean, Plus. I don't know if they just overlooked them. I I don't know. I didn't watch most of the game, but. It was your weekend, and so you should enjoy it. Yeah. Well, with that, Syracuse only needs two more games for a bowl game. And I know that for, me- for many schools, that's not awfully impressive. But from where Syracuse was a couple of years back, even last year, this is a big deal. So if that, is, that could be one of those wins that defines your program. And I'll take it that Baber. I'll, I'll take the bet that Babers is back next year. I'll take the bet. I'll, anybody want to put money on it? I'll take that bet. I think Dino is back in next year. You know, this was next year will be his the senior class of his first recruiting class. So I think he stays for them. And I know this is this is kind of naive of me to say that you stay for the students, but I. I think he does, and I think I think Syracuse pays. I think they they go back, rip up his contract, and actually pay him. Uh, he has brought look between last year and this year with those two speeches, he has brought Syracuse back into the national limelight. And not to say that they're competitive with national teams, but look, they just beat Clemson. They've been on Sports Center more times this year between the speech last year and the speech this year than they have in the last 10 years combined. So I think they pay him. I think he stays at least for one more year. And you know what? He may stay for more than one year. I, I, I'm just saying. I'm hoping. Is he going to pull anyway. a Jimmy B? Is he going to be here for 40, for 57 years? Look, I hope he's – He could be sorry. He could be 90-year-old carcass of Dino Babers for year 2000. And you know what? football is still existing. You know what, Seth? I'd be more than happy to have him. Look, there there are very few coaches that you see 
extend the exuberance that he does. In fact, I don't know of any. Even the best coaches don't show the exuberance that he does. And maybe you can – look, I I have a number of questions for you. Wait, wait, Dick Dick Saban doesn't show exuberance? (laughs) Right. Well, there was one I was going to say. But that's what I'm saying, right? So the younger coaches – I mean, the last coach I remember that was this way was a coach in Oklahoma State that said that he's a man. I mean, Mike Gundy. So, I mean, I, I, I think he stays at least one more year. I hope he stays for many more. But this is a game that you will remember, that Syracuse fans will remember, and I'm, I'm basking in it. And I'm, I'm very happy, especially with the, um, with the basketball season coming up. And, you know what, our team is not as good as it's been. So I, I can relish in this one, and hopefully football can give us a couple of, couple of cheers and whatnot. So let's move on. There are other upsets that took place in college football this week, and I know we did promise you an NHL football pre, uh, an NHL hockey preview. Excuse me, and we'll get to that at the bottom of the hour. Like anything else this year, we're not going to go team by team because, quite frankly, you don't care. Most of you just don't care, and. And quite frankly, I know Seth doesn't care. So nope. we'll give you our playoff teams. <laughs> right, and, and even worse, we're a week behind. So we'll give you our playoff teams. We'll give you our MVPs and, and, and maybe uh, Coach of the Year and whatnot, and, and that'll be all. But that should only take a half hour. We, we do have other things to talk about this week. And one of them is the fact that there were a number of football upsets, the top ten Really shaken up this week. Uh, Washington State going down as well. That was just as surprising to me as the Syracuse win. Yeah, I mean, Washington – well, Washington or Washington State or both? I, I'm talking about Washington State. I'm talking about Mike Leach's program. Uh, Washington State going down to – I believe it was Cal was surprising – Washington, but yeah. the bigger upset in my mind is Washington losing to not only losing to Arizona State, but Arizona State, I believe, hadn't let up less than 30 points in about the last 18 games. And a team, Washington at number five, a last year made the playoff, could only score seven points and scored them in the last in the last seven minutes when I fell asleep with about 10 minutes to go and they were, they hadn't scored yet. So, I mean, incomprehensible how that had played out. Um, you look at the, you look at the rankings right now, you have the SEC, although still considered pretty weak, you know, one, two without with Alabama and Georgia and then, or Alabama, I think Penn state and Georgia, I forget what the order is. You know, there is a lot out there, and it really does feel like it's Alabama than everybody else. Yeah, I mean, that that's basically what I was going for. And then you have Michigan and Ohio State, who both are decent teams this year. Michigan had a, had a, had a nice victory, but they're not the cream of the crop. Did they? Not this year. Michigan beat, Michigan yeah, Michigan beat Michigan. Indiana in overtime. I don't, yeah, I don't know if so I they had a win. great victory. It's a I win. Didn't say a great I victory. I said they. I said they had. Wait, wait, wait. 
I said they had a nice win. I didn't say they had a, a great victory. I said they had a nice win. Beating, they did. I, I don't know if beating Indiana is a nice win or not. Um, but, you know, that, that's fine. Yeah, the Big Ten right now, it's Penn State. It looks like Penn State than everybody else. Ohio State's going to be right there, of course. And um, I believe they actually play in a couple weeks. Ohio State, you know, with one bad, with one loss already, getting whipped pretty well, whipped by Oklahoma a few weeks back, will not is not going to make the the playoff with the second loss. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But the Big Ten is very solid. Wisconsin's been good, been consistent. Penn State's been very good. But even Penn State beat Iowa on the last play of the game. This is a year where you can, you know, we really don't know. We know it'll be Alabama. We don't know anything else. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Alabama-Georgia in the SEC title game and then you could very well see Alabama-Georgia in the playoff. Well, that's been the concern, right? You don't want rematches, but I guess that's a concept that you could have. Now, the interesting well, thing would be if if Georgia beat Alabama in the in the playoff, but I, I – I understand we're we're predicting a whole lot longer in the future that Georgia is undefeated, Alabama's undefeated. Well, one of them has to have a loss. So let's say that Georgia Georgia would beat Alabama in the in the championship game. Would Georgia actually get a higher seed in the playoffs? Well, no, no, no. They don't. Could you they don't imagine? Match, they don't play. They, no, no. Wait a minute. They don't play each other in the regular season, so they're in different right. divisions. So I said, I said they would so play they in could, the championship they, game. Yeah, they'd play in the yeah, they, if they're both undefeated and they play in the SEC title game and Georgia wins, of course they would have a higher seed than Alabama. Okay. I'm not sure that's I'm not sure that's uh that's that's an absolute here. Of course it is. If if you're eleven and zero and you beat the team that's ten and one, how would the team that's ten and one be ranked higher? Because that's happened before. Not when the team is undefeated and beating the, t- the other team. Sure. Is there an it's, example it's you're thinking with of that? One loss. Yeah, it's happened yeah. with two it's one loss with teams. Each team having, it's with each team having a loss, but not yes. when the other team is undefeated. In Georgia, although they play Auburn, does not play Alabama throughout the during the year. So I don't see why that would I Correct. don't see why that would happen. Correct. Okay, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. So let's move so, on to the Major League Baseball. Play- yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was no, going we'll to move go on, the, we'll but it's on now. So. We'll go to the baseball playoffs. We'll go to the baseball playoffs first. Um, as I watch the Yankees, still unable to hit Lance McCullers, who hasn't pitched well in about five months. Um, well, when we when we we let when we last uh, talked, I believe we were going into a game five for the Yankees. Feels like a long time ago. Well, we're also going into a game five of the Cubs versus Nationals in one of the weirdest innings I've ever seen was the top of the fifth. I turned it on in the fourth. So I got to this inning. And look, Seth, you and I both lived, if listeners are unaware, Seth and I both lived in D.C., different time periods. But we are well acquainted with the misery that is the Washington sports fan. They live and die by the Redskins, who haven't won anything since. Help me out here. I'm thinking 1987, but I may be no. Mark Rippin. Mark Rippin, 1992. Okay, so 1992. 
They haven't won anything since 1992. The, the, the Orioles haven't won anything since 1983, if you count them. The Bullets, have, Bullets slash Wizards haven't won anything. Here, you're going you're gonna to impressed or not? Haven't won anything since okay. 1978. 78? There you go. Wes Unsell? It's either 78 or 79. It's, yeah, 78 okay. or 79. So, so either one is good. Okay, the Capitals, who have won the President's Trophy like three out of the last four years and haven't advanced past the finals, only making one Stanley Cup finals in their history, they're just perpetually disappointing. So you have column A, column B, column C, and here we have column D with the Nationals who were who have run all over the NL East this year as they did last year. They came into the they came into the playoffs with probably the best one-two combination with Strasburg and Scherzer. And then in the last game of the year, Scherzer gets hurt. They have a game five against the Cubs where they are up in the fifth inning. And this is what happens. The Cubs, first two batters of the inning, Chris Bryant, out. Anthony Rizzo, out. Wow, you think you have two outs. And the best two hitters on the Cubs are, are, are not coming to the plate. You're in good shape. Nope. Nope, that didn't happen. So this happened. The Cubs saw four consecutive batters reach. One on an intentional walk. One on, Now, they had, uh, I believe they had second and third. One on an intentional walk. One on a pass ball strikeout, which then turned into an error. One on a catcher's interference, and then the fourth on a hit-by-pitch, which forced in another run, which scored three runs. Now, Seth, I asked you, how often do you think this has ever happened? Those four events? Probably never. Probably okay, never. Okay, so they've never, so they've never happened in the same inning, ever. In two point seven three million. Half innings in Baseball Reference's database. It has never happened. It has only happened in five games in history. In five games in history, those four events have happened in one of the nine innings. That is ridiculously rare. And for it never to happen in one inning, and then, of course, the Nationals get it, Boom, 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 boom. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Washington fans. <laughs> so, the Cubs have made their way into the into the into the uh, the National League Finals or whatever you want to call them, National League Championship Series, and they are being beaten by the Dodgers. And here we have the Yankees. Down two to one against you guessed it the orange team, go orange. That is really really bright. The Houston Astros. So you've watched, I would guess, most of the games, if not all of the games, for the Yankees. What's wrong besides the fact that they can't hit? Well, that's actually what's wrong. I mean, Gary Sanchez can't hit. Aaron Judge is. Has had the single worst uh, playoff series in the history of baseball. Um, 
you know, they have two errors today. But the reality is, I don't know. Look, being able to not hit Justin Verlander and Dallas Keuchel in Houston is not surprising. Keuchel, a Cy Young winner three years ago, Verlander pitching as well as he has in the last several years. But to be able to not hit Lance McCullers at home down 2-1, problematic. The reality is they just, they, you know, this may be a bit too far for them. You know, no one expected that. They were, it was a surprise to me, I know you picked them, that they made the wild card. But nobody thought they were going to get, you know, I thought they may take a game off Cleveland. But nobody thought they would ever come back from 2-0. Look, their pitching for the most part has been, in this series, has been extraordinarily good. They let up two runs the first two games. They had a shutout until the ninth yesterday. And Sonny Gray let up one hit in five in five innings. So the reality is they're not hitting, and you're not going to beat you're not going to beat Houston if you can't hit. You're not going to beat anyone if you can't hit. So if this is you know look, I don't think they can come back from three one. So, but then again, I don't think they come back from two zero. So who the heck knows? But if this is how it ends, I'm you know there there are worse fates than making the ALCS with a team this young. It was so much upside going forward. Well, that's true. And I think you, you're going to look at Brian Cashman, hopefully, if you're a Yankees fan. And look, we're, we're putting them in the grave already, but they're not there. It's 2-1. to one. Now, granted, they are down 3 nothing in game, game four. four. And, they do, and they do have the prospect of both Keiko and Verlander coming back. So that may be a little bit premature putting them in the grave, but eh, indications are they're going there. But he's got Cashman's got a lot of valuable chips to go out and get some pitching. And I think that's where they're going to look. I mean, I think they have to look there. But we'll do the uh, post-mortem once they actually are dead, which we'll see in a couple yeah, and, of days, probably. Yeah, and let's, let's also be practical. Severino's 24. Chance Adams is a yep. big prospect coming up. They have Sonny Gray, who's 26, 27. Um, sure. They're not exactly – I mean, I don't – you know, Tanaka, I, I think, is a free agent. I believe he's a free agent. I could be wrong. Sabathia is, a, is a, I believe, a free agent. You know, yep. if they get them at reduced prices, you know, then it's a discussion as good as Sabathia has been this year, which has been certainly unexpected, to say the least. Um, but regardless, it's a team with a very, very good – very a phenomenal bullpen – very, you know, some really good young hitters and a great farm system. And, you know, we all know that after next year, there's a certain outfielder in Washington, D.C. who's been rumored to be coming up to the Bronx for a long time. And so we'll see how it plays out. You had mentioned that before, that Verlander has pitched as well as he has in the last decade. I didn't say the last, I only said the last decade. But he's been I think very, he, he was seven, phenomenal. Six or seven years. Well, oh, I think that's the point. That's what I was, yeah. I think that's what I'm trying to get. He's 34 years old, right? You think he's older because he's been around so long. But is Verlander the equivalent of Randy Johnson? I mean, uh, Doyle Alexander? I mean, he's been phenomenal for this Houston team. Oh, wow. And even better in the playoffs. Even better in the playoffs. I've been, I've been ridiculously impressed by him. And how he's been able – I mean, his his ninth inning 
um, miles per hour on his pitches. Oh, the Yankees just made an error, forced in another run, four nothing Houston. We're in the nineties. I mean, the hot, the mid to high nineties. I mean, I have uh, Verlander has been completely impressive with me. Impress, impressive to me. I think well, you. You're, there's you're there's more no argument here. I, what's that? You're more, you're more impressed with him that he's engaged to Kate Upton. Come on now. No, actually, I'm not. I'm really not. Okay, let's move on to something else like our fantasy football team and where we have to go with this. Because, man, I lo- dude, you're my best friend, but your football teams can't stay healthy. No matter who, no, college, pro, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you got no – the Giants somehow pulled out a win, and that was basically defense, defense, and defense. But – Wow, is is there a wide receiver on the market somewhere that you'd like to hire? I mean, I'm available, but I, I have a gimpy knee and a bad back. But I'm at seen, least I've healthy enough. Trying, to... I've seen you try and catch bombs. It ain't pretty. Um, yeah, yeah, but when, at least Roger... I can get on the field. <laughs> that, that is true. Well, Sterling Shepard will be, yes, to beat Denver on the road without your top four wideouts. This is why people are saying that the NFL is mediocre. But yeah, they look good throw, Jakey. If you were a white, if you were, they don't need a quarter. Well, they need a quarterback also, but they needed a quarterback. You'd be the first person they'd call. Um, yeah, to, to win at Denver, who hasn't let up a running, who hasn't, Orleans Dark or running for 120 yards. The defense looking like what we expected them to look like this year. I mean, it's too little, too late, most likely. They would have to win, at a minimum, they'd have to win probably 9 out of 10 to get a playoff spot. But it is, you know, it is gratifying to see, you know, and with maybe with McAdoo giving up calling plays, I don't know. But they look, they look fantastic. So, it's a... Uh, well, that was going to be my, that was going to be my next question, Seth. Is it too little, too late for Ben McAdoo? Too early to tell from McAdoo. Um, I think Jerry Reese goes before McAdoo does, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was a total clean out. Um, again, we'll see how the season plays out. If they end up at eight and eight, um, but the problem is there's just they, they have they their offensive line looked fantastic, but again, this is I I don't know what they can do to salvage this. There's nothing to do to salvage this. The division hasn't okay. been as good as we anticipated, but they're not coming back from four games against the Philly. Against Philly, they're just not. Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Well, you know your season can't be salvaged. The Jets' season was probably ruined by one awful, awful, awful call. But more importantly, we need to talk about our fantasy team because that's really <laughs> where the money lies. Because so listeners. The Seth and Sean Sports Radio fantasy team has won two out of the last three championships. I believe we've we won the last championship. Two. Right. So two out of the last three, but we made the finals, I think, three out of the last four. So we're, we're pretty good. And generally every year we have, we have a formula. We draft four quarterbacks, and we don't use a lot of money on our quarterbacks. And this year we only drafted three. 
And we draft four generally because it's a, it's a two-quarterback league. You always ha- need some room for error. Well, this year we got a lot of error. And now we got to figure out what to do. So our ch- three quarterbacks this year, Kirk Cousins, who has played phenomenal. Eli Manning, who has played not phenomenal. Not so phenomenal. Not so phenomenal. And Brian Hoyer, who is playing phenomenally from the bench. So, we need to pick up a quarterback. And lucky for us, there happened to be two injuries this year, this week, which kind of, we were looking for who we could pick up last week, and there was nobody. And this week, Aaron Rodgers breaks his collarbone. And Mike McCarthy is stating there's nobody but Brett Hundley in the horizon. Now, Seth, do you believe Mike McCarthy? Do you believe that Mike, that Brett Hundley is the guy for the rest of the year? Well, the quarterback that would make, I think, the most sense is Colin Kaepernick. But Green Bay is nobody's picking up Mike, picking up Kaepernick now after he sued the NFL for collusion. Um, Hundley, it takes a couple years to know the McCarthy system. Hundley knows it. I think it makes sense. You know, there's no reason to think that Rodgers is going to be able to come back before week 14 or week 15, if at all. So, I mean, it's, you know, you can bring in a Scott Tolzien or a Seneca Wallace, somebody who's been in the Green Bay system before, but they're going to be a backup. I mean, I think it's Brett Hundley's. It's I think it's Brett Hundley's team for the rest of the year. Well, the good thing for Hundley is that he plays this week against New Orleans, which surprisingly led all fantasy players in points last week. Nobody would have guessed. Which is, I, I, I would have given better odds. I would have given better odds that Syracuse would have beaten Clemson. <laughs> I would have given better odds that Haley's comment would have come by last week. <laughs> So, that happened. So, they get to play New Orleans first, then they have a bye week. So, basically, he's got eight – assuming we take away New Orleans for the lack of – hopefully he has a good good week. He's got 18 days until the next game after this Sunday. I think he's the guy. I I was – I posited this to you guys – to a bunch of people – come back sports page the other day and I said has there ever been a quarterback that has come in via trade or even free agency in the middle of the season the middle of the season not preseason the middle of the regular season and started the majority of the rest of the games and I couldn't come up with one and Seth I'm not sure if you have I know Nabati had said somebody in the 80s, but the 80s was a totally different game than today anyway. But, well, let, so, let's, be, so, let's, let's be fair, Sean. I have been in deadline mode for, until, yes, until 12 o'clock last night, so I haven't had too much time to think okay. about it. Um, the Bradford okay. one made the most sense because he came in the week before the season. He came in four days before the season started. Correct, but, again, he, not, but he did not start game one. Okay. Um, he did I not start game I one. About, I will think about this throughout the game, throughout the rest of our show. And okay, I believe I believe there was a time it happened when it was a, one of the Billy Joes who went to Atlanta <laughs> or something along Joe. those. Billy Joe Tolliver, Billy Joe, 
there was a couple other Billy Hobart. There was another Billy Joe. Billy Joe Hobart. Hobart, yeah. Billy Joe Hobart. Yeah, I think there was one of those, kind of those obscure Atlanta quarterbacks. I got to think about it a little bit, though. Was, there, okay. was Ray Lucas traded to the Dolphins during the season, or is that a free agent pickup? I believe that was a free agent pickup before the year. But anyway, okay. you know what? It's 736. We got to talk a little bit NHL. I know this is your favorite subject of the entire of the entire year. But we do have to do it. So the season has already begun. Tampa Bay has oh, 10 points gone. already. Oh yeah. And Aaron Judge the Aaron hits Judge one to San Francisco. hits one to San Francisco. Wow, yes, but he hit a really solo one into San Francisco. He hit a yeah, solo one when they're down. Yeah, I guess. Considering how ladies many, and gentlemen, that, that looked like an Aaron but, Judge shot, as opposed to one last night. Ladies and gentlemen, was, the newest reincarnation of Pedro Serrano, Aaron Judge. Kevin Moss? What? At least, no. He's he's Kevin, he's Pedro Serrano. He hits long blasts, and he strikes out every other time. But does he say, I mean, if you do not help me, I say, F you, Joe Boo. I do myself. He might. He might. There you go. Oh, it looks like my brother is on hold. Let's put my brother. Ah, Mitch. Hi, Mitch. I'm sorry you were on hold for the last 17 minutes that we never looked at it. <laughs> yes, and let's be clear. There's only two things of orange I care about, and they're both in the NHL. So, you know, thanks for listening, by the way. What's the second one, Mitch? We're tying a knot. They never can sever. I don't need sunshine now to turn my skies to blue. I don't need anything but you. Oh, you're sweet. Ladies anyway. and gentlemen, my brother Mitch. Anyway, God. The, the island, the Islanders, and the Oilers. Two, the only two things in the okay. NHL that are orange that I care about. You care about the Oilers? Of course care I care. Who doesn't like? I will watch Connor McDavid every day of the week, every time he plays. Okay. Okay. Oh, I you who, doesn't, the who doesn't like watching okay. Connor McDavid? People okay. Who don't like so let me him? ask you, Mitch. Other than that, nobody. Hold on. Hold on. So let me ask you, our resident NHL expert, and you know what? If you can stay on with us the next 15 minutes, Seth and I won't have to say anything. It'll be great. I'll just keep peppering you questions. You keep answering yeah. them, and we'll go and we'll go with the Mitch the Mitch Buyer commemorative NHL preview. Seth, you could go well, on go, here, I'll, and we'll I'll, be good to go. I'll, I'll start. I'll start with the obvious answer. Joshua Hosang will not be Rookie of the Year. There it is. No, Thanks. no, I wasn't going I'll, there. Okay. So I'll I'm just take throw that out of the equation. I'm, we're going <laughs> to play Pepper. I'm going to throw out. I'm going to throw out a line. You answer the line. Seth, you can answer the line or press pass because I think that's the best way to do it. So, okay. Good. Over under wins on the Devils. Mitch. Yes. You didn't give a number. What are you asking me? Over, uh, over, under wins. Over, under give me what? a number. Oh no, you give me a number. Oh, the amount of the, the amount of wins that the, the amount of the amount of wins that the Devils will have this year. Yes, there you go. Uh, uh, 
I think actually they're going to do all right. I think they're probably going to come uh, just just shy of making the playoffs. I think they make uh, maybe uh, 40, 43, between 43 and 48 wins this year. Wow. That, with the ties, that's, a, that's over a hundred. That's over 105 points, likely. Okay. No, so I think I think they over... make I think they make closer to I think they make close to close to 90, close to 95. I don't think they make the playoffs, but I really like their core team. And uh, I watched Nico Hersher the other night on on one of his games. I'm telling you, that kid, he 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 is wings. He is like literally on the ice. He is flying on the ice. He is literally flying. Okay, so okay, so Seth. He said 95 points over under for your New Jersey Devils. Un- under, but I appreciate the confidence under. in my team. Okay. <laughs> I didn't so, know it was your. T- I didn't really know it was your team, but I. I mean, you got to look at they're they're rebuilding. They've been rebuilding the last couple of years. Rebuilding for six years, years. They had to eventually. They had to. I trust the process, Sean. I trust the process. They've been, they've been, you gotta, you know, I, I, I still think that their goalie is is very solid, and um, Snyder, yeah. yeah, he was solid in Vancouver. Is that, I, what? Yeah, Schneider. Yeah, Schneider. Very, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. Schneider is very solid, and uh, I think he's just so under the radar being on the on the on the Devils for a few years that people forget that they that he has, that he has been an All Star. He's, he's a really quality goaltender, and they just needed to build the offense in front of him. Um, to really make that next push, and I think that they've done that in the off season this year. So I'm, I'm pretty happy. Okay, so okay, we got we got we're doing pepper, so we gotta go these a little bit faster. Okay, so true or false? Sidney Crosby is the MVP of the NHL. Mitch, Sidney Crosby. Uh, 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 false. Okay, false. Seth, Sidney Crosby, true or false? Okay. False. True. Okay, true or false? Connor McDavid plays over 60 games this year. True or false? True. True. Seth? True. 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 Okay. True, true, or, true false. or false? Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid plays every game unless he's sick or broken ankle. I mean, that's he's going to play you know every what? game. So, he's going to be in. Hold on. Hold on. But the last two years, he has broken his ankle. He has broken his shoulder. He is. He is. Yeah, not I'm saying, but he he yet. will he will play he will play sixty games if he's healthy. I'm, I understand what you're saying now. Right. I get it. Well, that's what it's I'm saying. Okay. Okay. No, not not particularly. Okay. <laughs> true. True or false? Eric Carson will win the Norris Trophy. True or false? Mitch. There's a lot of super good defenders out there this year. I mean, it, it could be true if he has a, a pretty good year, if he has a better year than he did last year. I mean, it's definitely possible. I don't, I don't know if it's a solid lock, but it, it's definitely po- you know high probability for sure. He'll be, he'll be okay, nominated. Seth. I'll okay, take the Seth, field. Eric I'll, I'll, go with, with Burns and, I'll go with Burns out of San Jose. See, uh, I gotta okay. go with True Burns also. I mean, I mean, Burns. He's he's gonna be. I saw Burns. Let me tell you, Sean. I watched the San Jose Islander game the other night, and man, if we made one trade for Burns and stuck him on the Islanders, we'd be a contender t- tomorrow. It's just incredible. Yeah, and the Islanders would have to trade half their team to get him. Okay, so yeah, but I'm just saying. Moving forward. <laughs> Mo- moving forward. 
the Rangers will miss the playoffs, true or false? Um, well, I like Columbus. I like Washington. Um, Carolina's out. Carolina has no chance. Uh, I mean, you're looking at, I mean, they could make it. They'd probably be the bottom in the bottom half, the bottom uh, four. If it's going to be four, it's going to be a bottom four, but it's not impossible. I mean, they have a solid I'm team. Asking you your, I'm asking you your opinion. Yes or no? They, they make the playoffs. They, I think or not? yes, they make in the playoffs. Okay, Seth, Rangers make the playoffs. Yes or no? No, um, I think the division's too tough. And but who's going to replace them, Seth? Well, hold on. on. Three from the the, the Islanders could replace them. Uh, that, oh, that's like, a lovely like sentiment, Columbus. and I appreciate that you said that. I like look, I like at a minimum. Just I like Columbus, Pittsburgh, and Washington all more than them. I like the Islanders more than them. So, unless, and I, you know, I you look at the East. You have Tampa. You have Toronto. You have Boston and Montreal. And the Rangers are just old at this point. They had their, I guess, they had their window. I think. I think that. I think it's past. Yeah, okay. I think. I think you're, you may question. be. You may be. You know what? You may be right, Seth, because I did watch. Hendrick Lundqvist the last couple of games, and I actually have him on both my fantasy teams, and he's he's not looked like king the king of the old days. I'll certainly say that. So if you, if you take okay. away Hendrick Lundqvist from the, from the goal, what do you have left, really? Okay, so so moving forward, one more question, Mitch, and then we'll let you go because we got to continue. John Tavares will be a New York Islander this time next year. True or false? True. Seth? Oh, yeah, what the hell. True. <laughs> well, we thank you. All right, Mitch, we're going to go. Look, look, we appreciate you. It's, all, it's, all, appreciate it's you. all based on Belmont. It's all based on Belmont at this point. Agreed. All right, bud, thanks for calling in. We'll talk to you soon. Seth, I missed you. All right. Seth, obviously, it, it, Mitch misses you, it seems like. He well, misses you. To get back All up right, here so, every once in a while. Yeah, well, I, I, I've told them. I've told them. Okay, so, Seth, we've gone through some of the, the true or false. Who are, your, who are your playoff teams? Let's go through this. You said before you like the Islanders better than the Rangers. You, you named off a bunch of them. But who are your playoff teams one through eight? All right, well, I'm, I'm going to just go through the division because it's just easier for me. Yeah, um, absolutely. Pittsburgh in the Metropolitan, Columbus, P- Pittsburgh, Washington, the Islanders. In yeah, Dad, Dad's right here. In the Eastern, in the Eastern, Toronto, Ottawa, Detroit, uh, Detroit Montreal. Detroit making a comeback. Okay, so I have Tampa Bay, Toronto. Oh, I'm sorry, Ottawa. I'm sorry. I actually. Let me switch uh, Detroit and, Tor- and Tampa Bay. My fault. Uh, okay, I have Tarant- Tor- yeah. Tampa Bay, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Columbus. You're the same eight I do. What? Columbus? Wait, 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 you don't have to have four from each, by the way. I know. I'm aware. The wild cards can come from the same. Yep. But you just so chose I have four Columbus? from the Atlantic. I did. 
Columbus, uh, Pittsburgh, Washington, and, and I hate to say it, I don't see the Islanders making it, and I'm picking I'm picking Boston in the in the Atlantic. So two more from the Atlantic. So do you, do you think me. Tavares comes back if they don't make the playoffs? I don't think it has anything to do with them making the playoffs. It has everything to do with them getting the new arena in Belmont. And that has no – what they do on the ice is irrelevant this year to that. You know, I, I'm going to be the pessimist and say I don't think he comes back. And um, I'll be very pleasantly surprised if he does. So – and, and once again, I will throw away another jersey, or at least put it in the back <laughs> of a closet because I never, because I never throw them away. Okay, in the in the Western Conference, Chicago, St. Louis, Nashville, Minnesota. I I, I just have a funny thing, f- funny look seeing Vegas here, but Vegas is here. Um, yeah. Edmonton, San Jose. Los Angeles and Calgary. Okay, I'm gonna. I think I'm only switching one team here. So I have Chicago, St. Louis, Nashville, Minnesota. I also have Dallas going. And then the Pacific, okay. I have Los Angeles, San Jose, and Edmonton. Okay, so you do not have Calgary. Calgary is the one switch with Dallas. Okay, so that is true. In in the Stanley Cup Finals, I have Tampa Bay. Versus the perennial team that I always pick and never makes it, St. Louis. I think this is like the fourth straight year I picked St. Louis to make the finals. And not one year have they made the finals. But I'll go with Tampa Bay versus St. Louis. Uh, I I think for the last four years I've taken Washington versus Chicago. So (laughs) Yeah, uh, but at least you get Chicago. I did. I do. Um, this year, I'm gonna. I, I'm so tempted to say because I, I still want to see Washington go. It's so sad, but I just can't. It's not sad. Um, it's humorous. Oh, what the hell? So I'll, I'll I will go with Wash. I'll go with Washington, Nashville. Okay. Why not? And I'll tell you, I I really enjoyed watching Nashville in the finals last year. I really did. Like I Yeah, as did I. There and and I think that that would be <laughs> Mitch just remarked you're on crack for picking St. Louis. Well, <laughs> I've been called worse by my brother. We've I've been, been called, called a lot worse by, by my brother. We've all been called worse yeah, by Yeah, I mean well, I've been called worse by a lot of people, but certainly by my brother over the last 41 years. But um yeah, I'm going to stick with St. Louis. And, you know, Mitch, I may be on crack, but at least I'm committed to crack because I've been on it for the last five years. Every single year I have picked St. Louis, and every single year I have succumbed to the crack. So now, I do, I've done the same now, with Washington, so don't feel bad. Yeah, I'll tell you, Washington's a tough one. Look, Ovi is – Ovi is Ovi, right? I mean, he's always going to score. You're always going to get those points. But that team is getting on the older side. And could yeah, their window are. have ha, could their window have closed? I'd be very surprised if their window is still open. I mean, they have to go through 80 games. 
they have some really, really older guys on the back line, especially with Brooks yep. Orpik. They just lost Ka- uh, uh, Anzer. Ka- what the heck's his name? Carl Anzer. Carl, Carl Anzers. Yeah. And I'm yeah, I'm just not sure that they have the they have the horses on the back line to to keep it up. I mean, they got a 37 year old in Orpik. Uh, they're not as old as I thought. I mean, most of them are in their upper 20s. So maybe I'm just losing it a little bit. Well, I am losing it. Obviously, I'm on crack. So, anyway. But I totally agree with you on the Rangers. The Rangers are, I think their time has completely passed. And I'm looking at their roster right now. Their centers, they have one over 30. Their left wings is Nash at 33. They have three right wings over 30. They have two defensemen that Nick Holden and Mark Stahl over 30. And both of their goalies are over 30. Hockey's not an old man's game anymore. So I think that the MVP will be Connor McDavid. What do you got yourself? I, it's straight. Oh. oh. Is that a, no, that go. wasn't going, dude. <laughs> it was I a know. good swing. It was a really good but swing. Did, anyway. But, but too high. But they did cut it to 4 Too high. Um, too they high. Did. Too high. It was too high, dude. Who gives a um, Yeah. Who gives a crap? It's gone. No, I. Exactly. Connor McDavid is the obvious pick. Um, as, ob- as obvious, I guess, as you're going to get with this kind of thing. Uh, you know, there's also guys, obviously, you know, Austin Matthews and Sidney Crosby and Ovation are always going to be up there. But. It's Connor McDavid for now. Yeah. And who do you have winning the Stanley Cup? Please tell me you have Washington. Please tell me you have Washington. No, please tell me you have Washington. I I have Nashville. Okay, and I, which would be amazing. I mean, like I said before, I'd love to see Nashville and, and or Columbus. You know, it would be actually awesome to see Nashville and Columbus in the finals, although the television partners would absolutely hate it. It would be yeah, the worst-rated I mean, television. It would be. It would be the worst-rated television show of the summer, except for the World Cup, which, <laughs> which will now be taking a proverbial uh, beeping uh, from Fox Sports, and which, yeah. is, which is what I'm going well, to discuss in our, in our last five minutes. Well, we did talk about it a little bit last week, but go ahead. No, well, are we in the last five minutes already? Okay. I guess we yes, kind of we are. are. Um, what I want to discuss is in person Fox. You know, Fox Sports is they're expecting a $100 million loss um, based on the U.S. not making the World Cup. But I'm disgusted with Fox Sports even prior to this, and we haven't talked about it too much, that their website, which had some good writers, Stuart Mandel and Bruce Feldman, and a lot of good, solid writers – and Jamie Horowitz, in his infinite wisdom, decided to get rid of all writing, and it's an all-video site, which to me was this, is disgusting. And I believe the, rate, the, the hits are down 70%. At the end of the day, we read the, we read the web. You know, we may not read as much as we used to, but I don't go on the Internet to watch, watch two-minute Fox videos. I want to read articles. I want to get a, a, experts' opinions. I can watch – I can watch video anywhere. So I thought their decision was disgusting and short-sighted, and I'm glad they're – and in a lot of ways – I don't want to say I'm glad they're paying for it because it's not 
anyone's fault other than pretty much the upper the upper management at Fox Sports and especially Harwood, who I think who is now gone. So good damn riddance. Was that blunt? Okay, well, later. Yeah, latest news out of New York. A federal judge has ruled in favor of Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott, saying that the NFL shall be temporarily restrained from enforcing his six-game suspension. And the merry-go-round goes round and round again. Ladies and gentlemen, if you spent a lot... Because they had some understanding. (laughs) No, I don't. No, the judge does. (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome Thank you Or Well done Well done Or he or he doesn't have him And isn't playing him for three more weeks So he hopes that the suspension <laughs> will take place after that But that ladies and gentlemen I'd like, to con- I'd like to congratulate the guy in our league Who I don't remember his name Who paid $32 for Alfred Morris last week Also paid $32 for Darren McFadden last week Meanwhile, he's not going to use either one. Sixty-four dollars at least for today down the drain. And and Seth, would you be the least bit surprised if he dumped one of those players before the Elliott suspension took place? Because I wouldn't. I would. Yeah, well, I, I definitely think that's happening. I would. I would think you would. But of course, there can be. There was only once. There was only been one truly stupid play this year in fantasy football. And it was done by me in discussion with you about one of my other leagues, or two weeks ago, I thought, or three weeks ago, I decided with infinite wisdom to drop Deshaun Watson. So, uh, everything Yeah, Seth really doesn't time. have anything, Seth doesn't have anything to talk about with regards to dropping players, especially in the keeper league, where he would have had him in the 16th round. But, okay, so for those that are, that are interested, and I'm sure there aren't many of you, the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show is bidding. Nope, I'm not going to tell you guys. I'm not going to tell you how much. You know why? Because a little a guy lot. named the Bata House might be li- listening. He may be listening, and we're not going to give away the trade secrets. No, 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 Bata. Not going to happen. So, anyway, we will be bidding a lot on one of the quarterbacks. Well, <laughs> actually, both quarterbacks, C.J. Brethard and Brett Hundley. Come and get them, Navate, because we're coming for you. We're coming for you. We're 5-1 and one and on our way on the Le'Veon Bell train because Pittsburgh has finally learned that the only way that they're going to win games against good teams is riding that Bell train. Okay. For Seth Kamins, this has been Sean Palmer, Seth and Sean Sports Radio, backsportspage.com. Uh, so in two weeks, we'll be having our – NCAA basketball preview that will be on Halloween. So we'll talk to you next week, regular show, and our NCAA basketball preview on Halloween. Have, Have a good, good one, week, everybody. everybody. We'll talk to you later. Go Orange! <laughs>